Welcome to the Family Bible Journey. If you're interested in seeing how the journaling that we mention in the podcast works, check out our website at familybiblejourney.com or look for us on Facebook and Instagram. When you see the logo, you found our page and you will see lots of posts that we update regularly from the podcast Journal Bible. Thanks for listening. This is episode 18, season 1 of the Family Bible Journey Old Testament podcast. Today we're looking at Genesis chapter 24. The title of today's podcast is A Faithful Journey. And our key verses for today are Genesis chapter 24, verses 1 to 4. We read, Now Abraham was old, well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of his household, who had charge of all that he had, Put your hand under my thigh, that I may make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my sons and the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell, but will go to my country and to my kindred and take a wife for my son Isaac. The word of the Lord. And so after the death of Sarah, Abraham sets out to find a wife for his son Isaac. And he calls his most trusted servant and he asks him to go back to his homeland, to go back to the land of Haran and there to find a wife for his son Isaac of his kinsmen. We see at the beginning of this chapter another one of those odd cultural things as they make a deal we're told that the servant reached under Abraham's thigh. Think of it kind of like a, an ancient shaking of the hands. You know that if we make a deal nowadays anymore it seems like you got to have an entire herd or team of lawyers that you've got to sign a thousand pieces of paper and, and contracts and documents and disclaimers and, and this and that and the other thing. But back then it was as simple as putting your hand under another man's thigh. And this is one of those things that just doesn't make any sense to me, which is why this was chosen maybe as a way to signify that a deal had been done. Because a man normally isn't going to let another man reach his hand under his thigh unless something unusual or special is going on. And here what is happening is there is a promise being made from the servant that he is going to go find Abraham's son a wife. And so we're told that he goes. He takes 10 camels and he goes to the land of Haran. And there he sees a beautiful young woman, doesn't yet know that she is Rebekah, the chosen one for Isaac. This woman, when she greets him, offers to give him water. Not only does she offer to give him water, but she offers also to water the camels as well. Now, the man, the, the servant had asked for a sign that would let him know for sure that this was the woman that God had chosen for his master, and the sign was that she would offer to water the camels. And that is not a small ask, by the way. According to a study done by West Texas A&M University, a camel can drink up to 53 gallons in three minutes. So this man, this servant of Abraham, comes with 10 camels, and if each camel drank between 30 and 50 gallons of water, a gallon of water weighs 8.34 pounds. So if you take 10 camels, you multiply it by 30, you come up with 300 times 8.34. You see that Rebecca was going to be hauling and pouring and serving these camels 2,502 pounds of water. In other words, she is literally going to lift a ton to water this man's camels. And if those camels happen to drink closer to 50 gallons each, then it was over two tons, over 4,170 pounds of water that she would be drawing from the well in order to give these camels something to drink. And so not only was Rebecca a good person and a kind-hearted person by welcoming the stranger and offering him something to drink, it appears that she was 
well-mannered, that she was strong, that she was a hard worker. And when you consider that she may have been giving these camels over two tons of water in a single sitting as a kindness shown to a complete stranger, well, maybe Rebecca doubled as a bodybuilder as well. So the servant of Abraham is clearly impressed with this woman and he basically falls on his knees and he gives her expensive ornaments and asks her who she is. And when he finds out that she is of the same family as Abraham, he rejoices that God had prospered his journey and he goes and has an evening meal with Rebecca and her family. And I love how the servant here in this story is giving God the glory. He is giving God the credit for prospering him in his journey. And he quite literally took his life into his own hands. He had traveled many hundreds of miles. It doesn't sound like he had a guard or an entourage. It was pretty much him with the 10 camels loaded with all sorts of valuable goods. And yet God protected him. God blessed him. God brought him to his intended destination. God showed him upon getting there this beautiful, strong, hardworking, kind young woman who was of the right family. And so he rejoiced because God was super abundant in his grace and mercy shown to him and shown to Abraham in this episode. And so he goes to Rebecca's family and they're going to have dinner. But before they have dinner, he has to confess the reason why he is there. And the reason why he was there is because he was commissioned by Abraham to bring Rebecca home to be the wife of Isaac. Now we live in a very different day in an age. We have so many ways that we can connect with people all over the world. You can FaceTime, you can call, you can text, you can email, you can message each other on, on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat, all sorts of the different ways that people have to gather together. It is quite likely that this is the first news that this family had received from Abraham and Sarah who had left them many decades earlier. And so they rejoiced. And when it came time for the servant to make his proposition to take Rebecca with him, the family deferred to Rebecca and she said willingly that she would go. This is remarkable to me. I cannot imagine allowing one of my daughters to go with a complete stranger of many hundreds of miles, someone I've never met before, to allow her to marry a man that none of us had ever met before. I don't care if he's family. I don't care if he comes from good stock. I don't care about any of that stuff. This is just not something that I am going to be prone to do. And the world back then was so very different than it is today. Nowadays, kids aren't allowed to go to school, it seems like, without a, a helmet on and an EpiPen and a cell phone and a GPS tracker and, and, a, and a bus stop. And the parents won't even let them walk to the bus stop anymore. They got to drop them off there and wait for the kid to get on the bus. Even, even for high schoolers, parents are oftentimes reluctant to let go and to let them live. And yet this family who knew God, who knew Abraham, who knew the faithfulness that God had shown to Abraham, they let Rebecca go. And we are told that she goes willingly and gladly to be Isaac's wife. And upon their return, she sees him out at the field towards the evening time. And she asks the servant, is that my Lord Isaac? To which he says, yes. And how does she meet Isaac? She meets him going out to the field to pray, to spend time with God and his creation, to have time alone with his Lord, because that's the kind of guy that Isaac was. And Rebecca, we are told, is given to Isaac in marriage, that they move into Sarah's tent, and that Isaac loved Rebecca, and that he received comfort after his mother's death in the arms of his new wife. And Isaac and Rebecca are for us, in many ways, going to be a great example of a loving and faithful marriage. Because out of all the patriarchs, those two are going to be committed to each other and devoted to each other and no other. There's going to be no record of any concubines. There's going to be no record of Isaac having 
any sort of relationship with Rebecca's servants as his father had relations, sexual relations with Sarah's maid Hagar. And as his son Jacob is going to have relations with not only two wives, but also two concubines and have children by four different women. No, Isaac and Rebecca are loving and kind and faithful to each other. And so they are a wonderful example of what God has designed in marriage for his people. And as we reflect on the different consequences or the rewards or the benefits or the blessings of the choices that these patriarchs make, I hope that as we are continuing our journey through the Bible, we are now at the end of week three of our Old Testament journey through the Bible. So whether you're just listening to the podcast for a bit of entertainment, or maybe you're reading through the scriptures for the first, maybe you're actually journaling through the Bible with us, either for yourself or for a loved one, that you are taking time to reflect on these lives, these choices, and these characters, and learning to see a bit of your own self and your own life and your own circumstances and their stories, because that's why these stories are here. That we would learn the reality of life. That we would learn the reality of a God who loves us. That we would learn the reality of human beings who make mistakes, and yet God proves over and over again that he is faithful to them, and that he will use them, often despite their best efforts to the contrary, to accomplish his purpose and to show them his love. And then it is the mistakes that they made, it is the failures that they experience, where they get to learn more about God and his love than even the successes and the victories that we are going to celebrate with them. Because that's how God works. At the moment of Isaac's grief, where he is mourning his mother, he is blessed with a wonderful, kind, and faithful wife. And that blessing is going to be the greatest earthly blessing that he is going to receive as this woman is going to prove faithful to him and love him. And they are together going to experience the grace, the mercy, the kindness, and the faithfulness of God. Even though as good as they are, their family is going to have more than its share of drama. So let us leave them in this happy chapter of their life with our blessing. If you appreciate this podcast as a part of your daily routine and would like to become a monthly sponsor so that others are blessed as you are by the podcast, go to FamilyBibleJourney.com to learn more. Sponsorships are tax deductible and cover our operating expenses like hosting and the services that make this podcast work. Our blessing for today. May you follow the Lord in faith and thus be blessed in every step of your journey with Him. Amen.